Um, um, what's up, y'all? It's your girls Doe and Mo back with another episode of the Rooted Life Podcast. Yep. And we're just two best friends who love Jesus, love seeing people thrive in the areas of faith and relationships, and love to have a good time. True. You can find us on this podcast, Acting Up on IG at Rooted Life Podcast, and encouraging folks through Devos on the YouVersion Bible app. But right now, we're in the middle of our latest podcast season called The Truth About Your 30s, and we're sharing how we're grieving, gaining, and growing in this new decade mm. of our lives. Lives. That was nice. Isn't that nice? That I just, I really do love the three intro. G's. Y'all know I love the alliteration. Thing, They're so great to me. But super continue. smooth. Super smooth. I'm really in my radio bag today. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. Um, yeah, y'all, we didn't even know when we started this season, but this one has really been near and dear mm-hmm. to us. It's been really special and it's kind of like a love letter to our 20s as we've mm-hmm. been processing, releasing, and accepting past versions of us and stepping into our 30 year old versions mm. um and our hope is just really that this season shares some insight for those who are not yet in this season but also brings encouragement to those who may be entering any other decade and still just kind of aspiring to evolve so mo what's been kind of like the most encouraging thing for you this season mm, i think similar to what you were saying a little bit but just reflecting on all the work god has done it's kind mm. of like when you're in it you don't realize like oh he's actually like moving and shifting things in my heart and like you know, maturing me. But then you look back and you're like, wow, he's done a good work. Like this is, he's orchestrated all the environments and situations I needed most conducive for my growth. So to Mm -hmm. be able to look back on the last 10 years and just so clearly see his hand, um, not just externally in my life, but like internally in my heart, it's Mm -hmm. just like, man, he the real MVP. Just sitting here being like, dang, for real. For real, for real. Go ahead. I love that. Um, I mean, I, I love the concept of the love letter, too. Yeah, I think sweet. it's really sweet to just accept and forgive some of my mistakes in the past mm-hmm. and to just accept that they've made me who I am mm. and to appreciate that. Um, and now just know that I get to learn from and apply those lessons in my 30s. So it's an even better decade than the past. Ooh, we love that. Okay. Love it. So, so far in this season, y'all, we've talked about how to thrive in your calling, care, and character. And honestly, I think this last episode was my favorite. Mm. We talked about what character is, how God has developed our character. We talked through different circumstances we had to experience in order to develop maturity. So if y'all haven't checked out that episode, make sure you do. And today we're talking about thriving in our community. AKA our relationships, families, boo things, neighbors, all that. So I know this episode <laughs> is going to snap, but before we get into it, let's go ahead and start these good old tried and true clothes you, and growth. I what? thought you were about to say trifling. <laughs> I don't know why Sometimes I thought it feel trifling. Good old trifling. <laughs> good old trifling. Clothes and growth. Well, speaking of trifling, gross. <laughs> speaking of trifling, let's talk about go how ahead. I've been trifling. I need to watch my mouth. Okay. <clears throat> I just sometimes just let it rip. Just. Let it rip. Just, I think people usually use that when they talk about farting. Yeah. But I mean, just like. I sometimes just people my, say it about like when they just go I don't go think off I say anything crazy. Sometimes I'll be surprised at what comes out of my mouth. And I know that's a Me problem. Me too. I'll be like, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> many times I'm like, yeah, I think we all would have been okay if that didn't come out of your mouth. It just happens so quickly. I'd be shocked and appalled. I'm like, girl, you're at work. Yo, you get paid to be here. You can't be this unhinged. Like, reel it in, Truly. baby girl. So just need to do a better job of okay. um, watching my mouth, particularly when I'm trying to be funny. I just, I think sometimes my comedic humor could just be a little too much for mm. certain environments. I just need to mm. save that for another <laughs> space, ma'am. Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> You're thinking about. Yep. Yeah. Several things. I'm thinking yeah, several things. I've several said things that, that, just, that I'm just like, yeah, I don't know how that came out. How you thought that was okay. It's Maybe not, you didn't. I didn't think you it was didn't okay. Think I, I was surprised. I'm looking around like, dang, did she say that? No, you talking about myself. (laughs) You. (laughs) 
Well, well, well. Hilarious. Glows. Yes. We just came back from, well, recently came back from a staff retreat in New York City, and it just was like hilarious and encouraging and very life-giving and just, just a phenomenal, phenomenal trip. So that's just my goal, just being able to go on a trip and enjoy a city and get to know the people I work with. Um, it was really sweet. So had a great time. Love that. Keep it simple. All right. Well, speaking of trifling yet again, um, mm. I'm trifling because oh. I continue to buy groceries that just sit in this refrigerator because I eat out. Wait, are you not on Whole30 anymore? I am on Whole <laughs> Dirty. I'm calling it Whole Dirty. Okay. <laughs> not a new version. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, go yes, ahead. Yes. So basically, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm still on Whole30, but okay. I granted myself a meal a week because oh, it's just sweet. like okay. literally miserable to it do is. anything else. Um, so obviously last night we went to dinner. That was my meal. I had a delicious yeah. time. Um, however, I think the thing really just is like I buy these groceries. I still was buying out on Whole30. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would get a burger and lettuce, no cheese. Like I still mm-hmm. was doing the thing. Mm-hmm. But why was I spending money at all? Because I spent money on groceries that <laughs> week. That's home. why I'm trifling to myself in my own bank that. account. So my that. girl, needless to say, is mm-hmm. girl, just mm-hmm. be at the house and cook. And stop being out at restaurants, eating all the time. Really, it comes down to just like preparing, mm-hmm. you know, That's in advance. Piece, That's really yeah. what it is. When there's nothing ready in your mm-hmm. fridge, then you'd be like, let me just get something Especially real quick. Especially after a long day at work. Who want to be slaving on top of that stove? Exactly. Nobody. I don't want to be slaving anywhere. No, period. I want to be I'm eating. <laughs> Life of leisure. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that's my mm-hmm. girl. And my glow is just that I've been reading more consistently. Well, I'm reader. just proud of myself. I'm reading two books at the same Whoa. time and still reading both of them. And I've been just on a really good schedule mm-hmm. of like a chapter a week with one of okay. my other books. Been discussing it. So mm-hmm. just proud of like finally sticking to that one. Mm. And maybe it becomes a habit. And I am more of a reader. I would not identify as like a true reader, mm-hmm. but more of a reader. We'll take it. A person that reads, but not a reader. Okay. You, They're different. You, yeah. You, okay. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. So those are my glows and grows. <laughs> we were laughing earlier that we have the same glows and grows. Like throughout <laughs> a year, we just rotate the same five trifling things we can't seem to get together. Pretty much. All year long. The glows the glows be changing though. The glows do change. I'll give us that. We do be glowing up. But the glows are. Same handful. Just I same mean, struggle bus. Yeah. Which maybe is a good thing. At least we know, know ourselves well. But it's like, can we have a different one? Like can something come off the rotation maybe? I would love that. Mm, but it's like if something's coming off, that's because something else is coming on. But does that mean I grew out of that thing? So now I'm growing in another area. So it's maturity or I is mean, it regression? I don't know. It's just a new area to grow. Oh, in. Gosh, you're so, right. Let me just stick with the ones I know. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to grow in a new area. No, stick Let me with just my keep my same six. ones. She needs to read. She needs to save money. She needs to cook at the house. Watch her mouth. Discipline. <laughs> she needs to not wake up crazy. on time. <laughs> she needs to not Be have patient an with others. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my same ones. I know myself. <laughs> That is so funny to I me. know who I am. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> we're on one today, but let's just do it. <laughs> so this season, y'all, we already kind of hinted at it, but, or really we said it, it's truth about your 30s. And mm-hmm. so in this episode, we're talking about thriving your community. So like I said before, that's family, friends, church folks, your neighbors, your boo things, anybody in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that we love talking about relationships, so I'm really excited because I feel like this is like our sweet, it's our sweet. Sweet spot. Yeah, I'm like, place? I'm like, Sorry, what? I couldn't get the word. Our <laughs> sweet place. That sounds Why weird. It's so- well, this is our sweet place. <laughs> is it? No. We no. don't even know what it's called. So is it? Yeah. Okay, so Dorian, <clears throat> back to the subject. Get oh well, are we okay? I don't know. Why are we so funny? goofy today? I don't know, girl. Okay. <clears throat> hopefully, it's, it in. hopefully the people are laughing with us. I hope so, too. 
That would be nice. Okay, so as you reflect on your 20s, what kind of relationships did you naturally thrive in? And then which kind of relationships did you have to put like more intention and effort into? Mm, great question. Thanks. So I would say thrived in none. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> well, it's like I was always in several relationships, mm-hmm. friendships, romantic, like always had a lot of people around me. But um, I think at the time when I think about it, it's really just I was willing to do whatever to make any relationship work at any mm-hmm. given time. I didn't really have any criteria for who I'd allow into my life. Mm-hmm. And I really wouldn't call any of the relationships super healthy by any means. But I feel like I've always been a person that's been surrounded by a lot of people but didn't really have kind of like the closeness or the intimacy that I desired. So I would say like I wasn't necessarily thriving in any of them, but there were a lot of them around. Um, But as I think about like intention, I think I was reflecting on this last decade and the relationships that required the most work were my friendships. Because Mm. when I think about my 20s, Mm -hmm. they were swinging in so many different directions. (laughs) Like. We were going from being in college where essentially you're friends with everybody at any given time because you're always together Mm -hmm. to swinging to like now we're in the real world. Now maybe we're moving away for the first time. We're Mm -hmm. going to different schools, different jobs and all these things. And so I found I found that it was difficult to navigate like who is actually a friend Mm -hmm. versus an associate versus just a work colleague. And because I didn't really like understand, I guess, like the intricacies of friendship it's like everybody was always a friend it's like Mm. anybody who I spent a lot of time with or talked to regularly could be a friend Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know how to prioritize who they were in my life or really even understand who they thought I was in their life Mm. because I never really had those conversations right um so there was just like a lot of confusion I think around friendships but I felt like it was the area where I was consistently trying to like okay, am I trying to keep up with this person or not? Or am I meeting a new person? Are they my friend now? So I didn't really know what was going on. But yeah, what about you? That's so funny you say that about calling people friends because me and my colleagues went to an experience. And she's like, so how do y'all know each other? Like, are y'all on like a friend trip? And I was like, this is a work trip. And they were like, dang. I'm like, it's not like we're on a friend vacation. We're on a right. work trip this together. Is a work trip. This is and work. We just like each other. Yeah, we just happen to be friends. But they want us to be like, yeah, we're friends. I'm like, but that's not true. I mean, maybe we are, but we're yeah. mostly co- coworkers. So, but if someone asked me in that setting, yeah, like, I'm on a oh, work what's trip. this? I'd be like, oh yeah, these are my colleagues. Yeah, we, and they're like colleagues, and I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's the primary are. relationship. That here. is. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm very specific about who I call you, my people. You know, it's just funny because everyone was like, dang, Morgan, and I'm like, dang, what? <laughs> Here we go. Dang, now I'm the bad guy. Now I'm the black bad guy. I'm not black. <laughs> she had to throw that in there. I'm thinking about the black guy from a, whatever, a whole separate story. The, the what you told me about the Harry Potter thing. Oh, about God. the black man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm the bad Now I'm the bad guy. Okay. Anyway. Uh, let me see. For me, for me, I think, um, like you, I wasn't thriving in a single relationship. Uh, maybe maintaining, maybe barely surviving, honestly. That's a good word. Um, I think the ones that seem to come the most in, like easily to me is boo things or like romantic re- situationships. I wouldn't dare say relationships because that seems like a stretch. <laughs> but um, I wasn't thriving. I just was so I wanted to be in a relationship so bad. I just threw myself, my whole self into them in a way that wasn't healthy. So wanting to please them, make them happy, you know, mm-hmm. codependency, pretty toxic, blah, blah, blah. The usual things. Yeah. The usual. So it seemed easy to me because I was like, I'll give you everything. What do you want? You want time? You want my body? I mean, mm. we're just desperate. So it seemed easy because I was desperate. Yeah. 
uh, in terms of intention, I would say my family relationships because it's like mm. in my 20s, I moved away from my family. I went to college and I never lived with them again. It's like we mm. lived together for 18 years and then now we just don't anymore. And now I got to figure out like, yeah. how do I talk to you and spend time? I'm used to just like your bedroom next to mine. So we watch TV together. We walk to Walmart. We used to have a Walmart by my house. We walk to Walmart together, grab groceries, you know, and then it's like, dang, how do I maintain a relationship with my siblings when I don't live with them? And now I'm the adult and they're still teenagers because mm. I was four years old. I'm four years older than them. So when I was like. 18 they were like 14 and 13 mm. which is really weird to yeah. think about uh well actually they were 14 and 15 but that's a big age difference of like me going into college and they were just going into high school mm-hmm. um so that was just kind of hard to figure out how to maintain it and like how to be a good friend but be a sister but also like i'm the adult say so like you will you buy us this like will you buy us nope yeah i ain't buying you you buy me liquor when i was 21 can you buy me liquor i'll be like nope can't do it <laughs> uh so i just say that um yeah had one of my siblings call me when they got arrested asking me for help. I'm just like, oh, y'all are stressing me. Oh, I can't be your mama yes. right now. I'm stressed. So it's just difficult to figure out like how to best show up for them and just like find my footing in my relationship with my siblings and even my mom. Now that I was like adult, it's like mm-hmm. now you can't really tell me what to do, mm-hmm. but you feel like you can, but I don't live with you no more. Yeah. So trying to figure out how to respect her, but also be like, I'm grown. Yeah. Secretly, I would never say it out loud, but I would whisper, <laughs> I'm grown. <laughs> I'm scared of my mom. I would never say that to her face. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. At 30, I wouldn't still. Mm-mm. Still very afraid of her. For sure. Yeah, I don't play by my parents. Um, well, they don't play by me, I guess. But True. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm like in thinking about this now. I'm like, I didn't have any information about relationships. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just was like, I guess I did. You never really think that it's a area of your life that you actually need to like study and understand Mm -hmm. because you just get into them Mm -hmm. like you just are there family's just there somebody you like just pops up now you're just doing things and then you know friends are just there oh we're hanging out Mm -hmm. all the time but like you don't really know how to navigate them so I guess that's really what I think about in summary of from what both of us mm-hmm. are sharing it's just like you just are kind of figuring it out and just doing the best that you can with what you have you know yeah. but yeah, now true. that you're in your 30s mm-hmm. okay how would you say your areas of thriving and intention have changed um I think that I would say that I I don't even know if I would say I'd naturally thrive in anything now I think about it because anything that I'm mm. thriving in took intention like yeah. I'm not I didn't wake up one day and become a good friend it took years mm-hmm. of like therapy and work and prayer and healthy friendships. So I wouldn't even say I naturally thrive, but I think right now I'm seeing my friendships thrive because you and I have spent so many years <laughs> working <laughs> on ourselves and being intentional. And then we built a whole business and brand around friendship, which has pushed our friendship to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think I've shared this before, just going through a terrible breakup and realizing that I had nobody in my city to call mm, for help yeah. and realizing like, Oh, I don't, I haven't, um, I have people I could call, but not enough where I'm like, I could call you like crashing on your couch right now. Mm-hmm. So just, I think that's when I really started to see the value of relationships. And even in therapy, that was something that we really worked on. It was like building intimacy um, and vulnerability and friendships was something that I spent a lot of years in therapy actually working on. So I wouldn't say that I'm naturally thriving now, but I think I do. I think friendships are my healthiest area of my life mm-hmm. in terms of relationships, that's which great. is great. Intention was requiring more attention. Child, men, like, they are so confusing. I feel like in my 20s, I was like, I understand, man. I'm 21. I know everything about them. I'm 31. I'm like, I, I don't have a clue. I don't understand anything you all do. I am baffled, yeah. dumbfounded, confused, bewildered. I don't know any other synonyms, but I've given you the best that I have. Mm. Um, I feel like I am just way more conscientious and aware of how I interact with men, especially like a man I found attractive. I'm just like, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. I'm like 
sweating because mm-hmm. I'm just Definitely like, I don't sweating. know how to. It just takes a lot of thought for me because I'm like, I want to be cool, but witty, but smart, but mm-hmm. sexy, but funny, uh-huh. but biblical, but she prays, but, chill, but she's but, cute. Yeah. I'm like, gosh, it's so but she turns up also. But not too much. Where's ungodly? <laughs> <laughs> Literally that. It's just a lot. So I feel like it's requiring more intention um, in terms of just wanting to. I don't know, understand them and figure out how to approach men in a way that's like respectful to myself and to them. So mm. it does not come as naturally to me as maybe I would have thought it did in my 20s. Now that I'm trying to be healthy, I'm realizing that it takes a lot of effort and work and to learn how to date with intention and be less driven by just, oh, they're cute and I'm cute. and We have mm-hmm. emotional connection. So learning mm-hmm. to look for character, compatibility, chemistry, all those things. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure men out, I guess. <laughs> Good so, luck for you. Thank you. I'll need it. Uh <laughs> Uh, what do you, do you see yourself thriving, uh, in different areas now that you're in your thirties? Yeah. Um, I would say my family, um, Mm. I feel like I'm seeing kind of the fruit of putting some intention toward those relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember, I remember growing up that, I mean, I love my family, but Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily always feel close to my family. Like I, I don't know that I always felt like there was just like, I don't feel like I felt like we were exposed to each other, that we really saw each other. Mm-hmm. There was very deep love and care and thoughtfulness, but right. I don't feel like I really knew my parents or yeah. knew my brother and not vice versa. I don't know that they feel like they knew me mm-hmm. because I was so quick to just abide by whatever the rules were to mm-hmm. be like approved. And I just did whatever I needed to do. So they would be like, we have such a great daughter. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like once I began to kind of hinting at what I said earlier, once I began to understand what relationships actually need to thrive Mm -hmm. and started applying those things to my family relationships, apologizing or expressing when my feelings were hurt or just being more honest about things or just being able to disagree and navigate conflict in a Mm, healthy way. All those things have now made me actually feel like I know my parents and my Mm. brother. Um, And so I just feel like I have seen a lot of growth and just like, there's a lot more freedom, I think, in those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I love how those have transitioned in mm-hmm. my life. And then I think as far as intention, similar to you, like much more intentional with romantic relationships, I guess beforehand, I thought it was just enough to like somebody. <laughs> this is like, if y'all like each other, then you're good. But it's like, it just takes so mm-hmm. much work. And I really saw and have seen how our relationship has prepared me for a relationship and just mm-hmm. being more comfortable with a mirror in front of you 24 seven and someone able to show you, Hey, you don't see this about yourself, but I do. And I'm telling you because I love you, not because I want to criticize you, but because I hope to see you grow in that thing. And so, yeah, I think it just requires a lot more intention now because I actually want it to go well, but not just for the sake of it going well, but Mm -hmm. because it's like, I want it to be a good, healthy thing. Um, So yeah, it's, it's been a lot more work, but Mm. I think both of them, both of those areas I have just seen like really thrive in a really sweet way. I can co-sign to all of that. I appreciate that. The growth. I appreciate that. Um, okay. So now that we've kind of talked about how we've changed and grown as it relates to thriving in different types of relationships, let's get into our three grounding questions for the seasons. Mm-hmm. What we grieved, what we gained and how we grew. So when you think about community, Mo, what is something that comes to mind when you think about what you've had to grieve? Mm, I think probably it's natural for most people just grieve the loss of meaningful relationships and just Mm. like when you get older relationships just 
people you think you're going to be friends with forever, you're not. And it's so hard because you're like, we're going to be friends forever. Or the relationship changes or it looks differently. And it's just, that's just really hard to accept. Mm. I think, because you know it on a head level, like this, this may not last forever. But on a heart level, when you have like a decade with someone, you're just like, this is going to last forever. And it yeah. just often doesn't. And I think it's just hard to kind of cope with that. But yeah. I think even just reflecting on like the last two years, just losing some really um, meaningful relationships. And, um, I think what the ones that really are that I have to grieve the most are the ones where I didn't really get closure where I'm like, so why mm, did this end again? Gotcha. Like, why didn't this actually work out? I'm not actually sure. So I just hate the feeling of being, I just, one of my biggest pet peeves is being left wondering. I just feel like yeah. it is so selfish to not give somebody an explanation yeah. because you have all the answers and you're withholding it. Mm. Maybe because you don't want to deal with conflict or you're unsure, whatever the reason is, it's like, it's just very selfish to withhold answers that people yeah. want. So I think just um, not getting those answers, not really having the closure that I would desire. And then also just like working through not being bitter or angry towards them because they don't mm. want me in, in their life. I'm like, you That's don't want hard. me in your life, bro. You're <laughs> crazy. Something's wrong with you. But it's like, maybe it's just what's best for both of us, you know? So mm. I think it's tough. And I think I've, you know, processed it as much as I can. But I think it, it still makes me sad every now and then. But just grieving, not just the loss of meaningful relationships, but just like not getting that closure that I kind of wanted to find out what really happened. Yeah. yeah that is hard real that is very hard and I mean I like what you said about like on a head level you know but on a heart level it's really hard Mm -hmm. and it's like that conflict between the two and you can't convince yourself out of it like Mm -hmm. hey well of of course this might have happened like y'all were friends from five years old like maybe you're different now but Mm -hmm. you can't tell your heart not to be sad Mm -mm. that's the hardest part it's hard you know just reconciling it with God but Yeah. I mean, when I think about grieving, like in a broader context, like I moved from Atlanta to come to D.C. to rebuild. True. And Atlanta, I mean, I'm just going to say what it is. Blackity, black, black, black. black. And it's so easy to find your any type of people in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Like if you want the creative crew, if Mm -hmm. you want the like professional polish crew, if Mm -hmm. you want the Greek crew, if you want the hood crew, like whatever you're looking for in Atlanta, they got your type of people. And so coming here to D.C., you know, my circle, though it is vibrant and I love it, it just is so different. Like culturally, I'm like, call it what it is. Where can I go just find the trap and like go find the the things? (laughs) Not looking for the trap. I'm looking for a trap you know <laughs> in the holiest of ways <laughs> she's just looking for the I mean, trap and God. so yeah it, it's been more difficult than I expected it yeah, to be right. I think is really what it is and I feel like more recently I have been like dang I really miss this and the yeah. moments when I go home to Atlanta and I feel this like little energetic surge and I'm mm-hmm. like this what I be missing in mm-hmm. DC and then I come back and I'm like okay so yeah, yeah it's just been I've had to grieve like not being as close to some of that community in Atlanta too or yeah. really just navigating ways to sustain those friendships mm-hmm. being states away um, the pandemic was helpful in a sense of like bringing life back into some of those through mm-hmm. like virtual connections and whatnot um, but I try to stay focused on like, OK, let me thank God for what I do have here and just trust yeah. that he'll bring the community that I desire in the right season. Yeah. Um, and knowing that something bigger is at work. But it's been hard to just be here and to be in moments where it's just like, dang, I wish I had this type of crew to kick it with. And yeah. I don't have it like it's just not there. I, it just does not exist yeah. in the same way. So, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. But, you know, it'll reconcile itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm over here reflecting, thinking. Yeah. <sighs> okay. 
Yeah. Moving on. We've, we've <laughs> grieved. We've, we've grieved. grieved. Okay. What we gained. Yeah. Um, so uh, what have you gained in this process of learning and growing mm. in terms of your relationships and your community? Yeah. I mean, just a deeper appreciation for true friendship and intimacy. Mm. I think when I'm comparing my relationships now, and I said it a little bit before, like with my family, friends, romantic relationships of the past to now, it really feels like night and day. And it's like, I thought back then that I had something special, but now I'm like, okay, this really is what I've been trying to get at Mm. all along in these relationships. Um, And I think just as you grow into a more emotionally like healthy person, also kind of improving my criteria on Mm -hmm. like, okay, who are the type of people that I actually want into my life and um, stepping into some more like vulnerable and uncomfortable practices um, my present community just feels so much more rich and deep mm. and sustainable. And so I'm just really grateful for like that shift, I guess, mm-hmm. in perspective and kind of understanding what it is that I really needed. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just can't, you can't put a price on like true Mm-mm. friendship. You can't put you a can't. price on honestly having a relationship that you actually feel safe in, mm-hmm. like the closeness that you actually feel yeah. with that person. Like I, I can't believe I didn't have it all this time. But now that I do, I'm like, I don't ever want to just be in surface relationships Mm -mm. going forward. Not with the people that I need, like, by my side, you know. Ooh, that was good. Yeah. That was sweet. Thanks. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What have I gained? I think tougher skin. Like, Mm. I feel like, you know, losing people can often, like, the tendency is to be bitter and resentful and then, like, I mean, that's what unprocessed hurt and pain does to you. Like it makes you bitter and it makes Mm. you resentful. But if we take that pain and that hurt and we process it in a healthy way, like it can produce something beautiful. So I think for me, it just looked like tougher skin, AKA not taking everyone's actions personally, Mm. because I am not the main character of everybody's life. Mm. I'm the main character of my life. But we seem to think like they did that because of me, but it's like, girl, no, maybe they weren't even thinking about you. Maybe this has actually nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. Dare I say it at all. Dare I say at all has nothing to do with you. Um, and so I think that, you know, at the end of a relationship or even when you're having conflict, it's just so easy to be like, what I do to them, I don't deserve this. And you make it all about yourself. Like, how could they do this to me? And those feelings are valid. And at the same time, maybe consider the point that like, maybe none of this has to do with me Mm. at all. But it's hard because when someone's actions impact you, it's hard. I think the actions are about you. I think that's natural, but so often it's not. And so I think for me, just, um, assessing the situation without assuming it's all about me mm-hmm. and I can when I consider that fact that maybe it's not about me I can stop taking it so personal yep reduce how much I'm offended and consider a more grace-filled explanation for their behavior like looking for the good um assuming the best it doesn't make it easy or less painful but it's better than sitting around being the victim like they did this to me and they and it's like that doesn't produce anything good Mm-mm. for you Mm-mm. and being the victim doesn't in this kind of situation um, and it didn't help me move forward. It just made me more angry. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe it wasn't about me. Mm. I'm still hurt about it. I still think they can handle it. They could have handled it better, but maybe they're going through their own thing. Mm. Um, So I think that's made me just, I think that's helped me carry that into other relationships and other environments of like, everything's not about you. Stop Mm -hmm. taking it personal. So it still stings obviously, but I think I have tougher skin and I think I take, I take things a little less personally. Yeah, that's good. I mean, a lot of growing in community is really just understanding there's so much you can't control as it relates to people, both figuratively and literally Mm -hmm. like you can't control others. And Mm -hmm. then it's just like, there's so much at work that is beyond your ability to maneuver a situation. And so that separation between what's you, what's them. And like, what do I just need to like let go of for my own well being? Like, and sometimes that's a lot. Like Mm -hmm. 
It requires you to just be like, you know what? I'm not even going to press into that because Mm-mm. I think there's something else going on here. And you just kind of like love from afar. But yep. yeah, that's that's just a part of Life. <laughs> being able to be in relationship with people mm-hmm. at any given moment. So this is true. Here. Okay. Last one. Mm. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Last G. <laughs> last G. All right. Ooh. So uh, you want to tell us how have you grown in your relationships now that you're in your 30s? Growth. Oh, don't we love it? We do love it. We went from trifling grows to glorious growth. <laughs> wow. I did that. Okay. I'm not proud of it, but okay. I did it. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing. It wasn't, but it was also not the best. I'm not going to celebrate it, but it wasn't the worst. <laughs> if so. you want to cut it from the episode, I wouldn't mind. No, I'm just going to let that simmer for people. <sighs> um, okay, so <laughs> growth. <laughs> I feel like my first thing is Mm -hmm. I I have like a little two part thing. I think my first thing is understanding that like relationships have seasons. Mm -hmm. And I used to just think that like if something was wrong or felt off, that is like, all right, friendship's over. Like, let's just drop (laughs) it. Seriously. I mean, I would just be like, well, this is done. But I think, too, it it stemmed from not having that intimacy. Mm -hmm. So because things were surfaced, when they're surfaced, it's easier to let go of. That is true. So it's just like, well, this ain't working. So guess we're just going to move on. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I'm seeing that there are seasons where you may feel more tight and then seasons where you may feel more off and Mm -hmm. um, moments where you might feel connected. And then others where it's like, we ain't got nothing in common. You marry and you got a baby and... You know, like your life is this and mm-hmm. my life is like, oh, Miami tickets are cheap this weekend. I'm finna fly out, Ooh, you know, do it for me, father. <laughs> so it's just like, what are we? <laughs> both of those things, actually. I'll take the family I'll and the child sides. and I'll take Miami trips, you know, but there's like different seasons, yeah, which impact true. how the relationship, the closeness that you feel. Right, in it. right, right. And I think just the growth point has been understanding that that's okay. Mm. Um, and because we're always changing as people, hopefully mm-hmm. and evolving in a good way, like when you're in a given season and it impacts how the relationship feels, it doesn't take away from the value and the meaning that the relationship offers. Mm-hmm. Um, it just may mean that it needs space to breathe and figure out like what the next version of it is going right, to be. But right, you don't right. have to run away from that like point of tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the second thing is just kind of appreciating the changes that happen in community. Like, mm. The cycles of it, I guess, not just in one single relationship, but just everyone around you, like the people that I'm close with right now. I didn't even know five years ago, Mm. which is kind of insane to think about. And then five years ago, like I didn't know the people five years before that. Mm -hmm. So it's just crazy to kind of see, like, instead of trying to control my circle and like be so restrictive around who are the people around me at any given moment, just kind of like opening my hands up to like whoever God sees to like bring in and out of my life at any given point. And so it can be like hard to let go of one community for another, similar to what I kind of shared about grieving, but there's a lot of beauty that comes with just like letting it grow and evolve. And Mm -hmm. so I'm grateful for all the seasons, but yeah, it took a while to get to that perspective of like, you can still find something to celebrate and be grateful for even in this moment. Yeah. Something I was thinking about this morning or yesterday, just the scripture that says like, my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And I'm like, all of my needs so like Mm -hmm. socially he built us a social creature so you know the people I need and Mm -hmm. like you know like I think when I think of supplies sometimes I think about provision which is true but it's like also my emotional needs he'll make sure those are met and my spiritual needs like all the things that I need yeah he will bring the right things people situations scriptures whatever it's I'm like dang you really do be supplying all of my needs not just the ones everyone can see but also the internal desires Mm. for community and longing you know all those things like he can he he can do that piece too and I'm like yeah you good yeah 
sweet. Yeah, he is that. All right. So what about you? How have you done? Um, I think just in my, you kind of touched on a little bit about control, but just my ability to love unconditionally. Like as I reflect on how I tend to move in relationships, I can be <laughs> very controlling. Mm. doesn't come off as that, but in my heart, I know what it is because I want people to do what I want them to do. Say what I want them to say, react how I want them to react, always be available for me and just me, uh, which is not healthy mm. <laughs> and toxic and not loving and is not conducive to healthy relationships, which I learned in therapy. Mm. Uh, but also like a tendency to get jealous easily because I want people all to myself, uh, which is also not loving and not mm. conducive. Uh, and then I can just like tie my love to them based on how much I approve of their behavior, which is not loving. And, mm. um, I just don't think you can love someone and try to control them at the same time. Like mm-hmm. you got to choose. So when I'm trying to control you, I'm not loving you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm putting a price tag or like, um, making you have to earn my love, yeah. which is not the kind of person I want to be. So just learning to love people unconditionally, whether I agree with, whether I agree with their actions or understand their behavior, just choosing to like, I'm just going to love you because that is, that's who I want to be. That's the kind Mm. of person I want to be known for. So just checking myself when I feel myself like getting judgy or, you know, um, projecting or wanting somebody to be something that they're not like Mm. just checking myself, releasing that control so I can truly love them. Um, and just working to extend that grace and love towards them, like where they are, and I feel like that has opened my heart up a lot to just receive more love mm-hmm. and experience more love. Once I was one to give it more unconditionally, I could receive it more and vice versa. Mm, I love that. And it resonates very deeply with me. Um, mm-hmm. Just this level of like accepting humans as they are, not getting yeah. wrapped up in their behavior to justify my love. Like I feel like it's a, it's a lesson that I continue to learn um, in relationships. And yeah. it's one that you have to revisit, I think, because yeah. going back to what you said about like being the, the main character in everybody's story, it's like, it's just so easy to see life from your perspective yeah. and to become so righteous in our mm-hmm. perspective. Like yeah. we, we become the judge instead of letting mm-hmm. God be the judge. And I find that in myself all the Same. time. And I'm like, here you go again, trying <laughs> to run things. Roll it back, girl. So I'm glad yeah. you shared that because I think a lot of us can resonate with that. Mm. Okay, well, I guess we are wrapping it up already. Ah! Hmm, what's my biggest takeaway? There were some good little nuggets in yeah. this one. Some yeah. really, really good nuggets. I mean, when we talked about grieving. Um, maybe for me, just being okay with the unknown. Mm. That's hard. I've been wanting to know everything, but I think because I have a picture of like how I want my relationships to look and how I want people to act, like just being okay with not knowing kind of what you're saying, like the people you have in this season, you didn't know, you didn't know them five years ago, but God knew they were going to come into your life and he knew who you needed. Kind of what I was saying before, like he knew what you needed, when you needed it, how you needed it. So just being almost like I can be okay with the unknown because I know that he knows Mm. and I can just trust the unknown because I'm trusting that he's in control of all of it. He's sovereign. He has like a really beautiful and perfect plan for me. So I'm like, I'm just going to, I don't know where my friendships and relationships are going to shift and go. And maybe there'll be some that I love right now that I lose in five years, but Mm -hmm. just being like, you know Mm -hmm. what, God, I trust you with the unknown because you have not let me down Mm -hmm. and you supply all my needs. So I'm going to be okay. Period. 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 Prophetic period. No, 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 we will not. Okay, Dorian, on that one, go ahead and give us your biggest takeaway. Honestly, what you were talking about with control kind of resonated with me. And I think the opposite of that, which is being open hands as it relates to community. Like, because you don't know what you need to your point, if you are going to trust him, then just like, I think it's like about trusting him, but expectantly, mm-hmm. like with the yep. hope that it's like, you know what, you're going to bring like great people into mm-hmm. my life. You are. And when you have the 
when you have like the perspective, then people pop up and you're like, dang, I didn't even really think we was going to hit it like Mm -hmm. that. But like you, my girl, or Mm -hmm. like this guy's great or whatever the situation might be. So just remaining open to who God sees fit for your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And just trusting that like, even if it don't seem right, it don't look right in the very beginning, Mm -hmm. that it can be something really beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, Well, what a sweet episode. I love seeing how our community and approach to relationships over yeah. the past years has just evolved and grown and like now just feels like we're thriving in areas that we never even knew we would. Mm-mm. So I know this episode is going to be a blessing to people because it blessed us today. Yep. And as always, if you're not following us already, go ahead and follow us at, Ru- at Rooted Life. I was about to say what? <laughs> at Rooted Life Podcast. And if you're listening, y'all do us a favor, share tag us send us a dm and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate us five stars and leave us a good old review yes speaking of reviews shout out to eminem (laughs) i don't think it's the eminem but could be never know what's Mm -hmm. up eminem who shared that it's helpful to have someone like us telling it like it is but also pointing them to god at the same time keeping it a holy honey i love that All right, y'all, we can't wait to see what God has in store for the next episode, our season finale. Be sure to join us next week for the last and final one. Till then, stay rooted.